to get all them Buddha in here. I have to hold my hand out the entire time. Mm. Keep me balanced, you know? Libra. Yeah. Is Fine. your name Jeff? Are you a Libra? <laughs> you don't. Hey, that's my you... thing. Don't do that. The astrology thing, that's my bit. Don't do that. Can you. No, no. Can you believe this? I've been recording with this dude for a year and he doesn't know I'm a Libra. Never oh took gosh, the time to ask. Tell. It's like you don't even know me. <laughs> you don't do you know, know me. Like at all. You don't Show know me. You don't know Great me. Film. You know, that's a cool Great film. film. Don't tell it to Princeville Cinema. Mm. Uh, yeah, along with Showgirls. Along with Showgirls. Phil. Phil, do you even know me? Do you know what my sign is? Do you know what my sign is? Do you know what star sign I am? <laughs> he claims uh, to be one, but is actually the other. Um. <laughs> I'm confused. I don't know. When is your birthday? <laughs> My God, you don't know his birthday. Wait, are you a Virgo? Um, no. Are you a Thatch? No. Are you he wishes. A- <laughs> I don't know. I get, I'm getting water sign vibe. Do I claim to be one that I'm from, not? Eric? From John. <laughs> what? Do I claim to be? You one act that like I'm a not? Scorpio. Yeah, the other, oh, like literally the no. other week, you were like, I think I'm, I'm like on the cusps, but I, I feel like I feel like more of a this sign than a this sign. And I'm like, all right, John. I'm on the, I'm on the oh. spectrum. Oh no, no, I, I am on the cusp though. I'm the last possible day that you could be a fucking Leo, bro. Come on. Leo classic. You know. Classic Leo. You know, classic. Classic John all classic over. Leo. You know, classic, classic yeah. Leo. You got the long hair, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> what star sign are you here today on the Pottrell Cinecast? Welcome to the Pottrell Cinecast! Oh my God, I can do it. Presented by the Prince Charles Cinema. There we go. This is your host, John the Foster. I'm here today with, ooh, a couple of... Twofer. It's a twofer today. It's a, twofer. it's a couple of like clueless people. So true. I forgot to write that down. Sometimes I write down like funny things to call Phil. Um, what is- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they always hurt my feelings. Yeah. Do they? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm Not as if. Not <laughs> as if. Bro. <laughs> yeah, we got our stoner boy, Phil. How's it going, Phil? All right. Well, that one is accurate, at least. Oh, yeah. I'm good. I've just, you know, I've just realized I never got a line on the intro. Oh, okay. We're going there. You we? do, you know? Can you not? Can you not trust me? Or is this, you know, Phil? You know what? I give you lines every week by like throwing out this, you know. <laughs> what film are we showing? What what film are we talking about? Bit you know that bit every week, and clueless. you even talked about it last week. How you you mess it up? <laughs> so <laughs> no, I don't trust you. Fair enough. All right, I'm fine. I feel like I'm like intruding on something. And no, we're fine. also fine. here. <laughs> You've heard a third voice here. You if you if you're familiar with this podcast, you probably know who it is. Who is it? It's Ariane and Antipoutry. Ooh, my daughter. It's, uh, yeah, we're here. OG host with the most. Get used to it. Back in here. Back the in. Host with the back most. in here. The host with the most. <laughs> the most what? I don't know. Exactly. Uh, fun. The most fun on this podcast. That's up to you. Oh, the host me. with the most fun. <laughs> the host with the most astrology trivia. Yeah. Um, the most star charts good, yeah. in her head or something. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I expected your room to just be covered in starch, and I'm very disappointed that it's just books. 
I gotta like I gotta that that's gotta change soon. It's being repaired. Um, instead of stars in my room, I've got Star Wars posters. That's supposed. Oh. To, that's okay. That's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Secretly, Ari is revealing herself again to be the film bro of the podcast. Yeah, my Fight Club poster is off camera right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you Have you still got your like uh, your nafty? Like, yes. I, I was going to yes. say memorial, but like they're alive. My shrine? <laughs> shrine. <laughs> yeah. Good. That, nev- that should never change. Yeah. It, it went with you from London to back, back home to Indonesia. Yeah. Nice. Well, if you're not familiar, Ariane was the original co-host of the podcast. I mean, we talk about it a lot because Ari makes an appearance every so often. And she's also over there at Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash BCC podcast. Ariane's on there all the time. And uh, yeah, she, she decided to come back today. Um, so if you're new to the podcast, uh, this is Arianne. Hey, Arianne. Hey. How are you doing? Hey, How's it been? <laughs> it's been all right. It's been okay. It's been, been okay? Yeah. Yeah. How are you, Jonathan? I'm okay. I'm all right. I just felt like there was a lot of animosity from the other person um, on this call with us. Oh, the other person. Ago, so uh, oh, God. I'm glad to be talking to you. Um, yeah. This feels like a Sunday shift all over again. <laughs> Oh my God, Sundays at the Prince Charles Center when I was managing. Oh God. Yeah. Um, when the three classic. of us would be on shift. Yeah. Um, classic. Classic reference to listeners that don't get it. Um, or care. Anyway. The, <laughs> the cinema yeah. was a, a, a big building where we used to show movies. So, like, back in the day before we, like, died or whatever, like, we used to go to the movies. Um, you remember and, that? Like, we could, Super like, weird. Talk to Super people weird. I know. Remember that? And, like, touch yeah. people. It's so weird. Not touch yeah. people. Now like we that. can't That's do like that. Super weird. That's yeah, not you know, can't, yeah, can't do anything anymore. PC gone mad. <laughs> PCC gone mad. Um. PCC gone mad. There we go. Out That's of control. Weird. That's not true. Out, of, out control. of control. It's out of control. Uh, <laughs> I'm the host with the most animosity. Yeah. I'll try and keep it. Keep I'll it try under wraps. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it under wraps. You know, a little we're, bit, having uh, a, we're having a good time. We're having a fun time. A little bit testy the last couple of weeks. You you doing all right? Testy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Why do I not sound fine? No, oh, no, you sound you sound great. You sound great. Yeah, okay, good, yeah. good. Let's just do the show, all right? Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> what What have you guys been up to other than obviously in dire need of couples therapy? Um, what's going on? It's <laughs> <laughs> reaching a little bit. Yeah, it's reaching. Yeah, I think we're perfectly, you know, um, normal, healthy people. We're holding down the ship here. Yeah, while you're messing about. What, what's it been Patreon. like? What a year? A year here? Like Phil and I have been. We've been strong for like over. It's a been year over now. a year. Yeah, it's been it's over been, a year. But who's counting? I'm not counting. I'm not counting either. I'm not counting. I'm not counting. Phil, you don't know how to count. Oh, 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 oh! And I asked you specifically to never say that on the podcast, and yet. And yet, he's really sensitive about that. I don't need to count. What is wrong with you? I've memorized. I've memorized the numbers. I don't need to know how to count. I know the order. (laughs) There are two of you. I know that because you said it earlier. It's so true. How many of us are there, Phil? Wait, how many fingers are you holding up? (laughs) Phil, if you've (laughs) memorized the numbers in the order, then I think you're fine with counting. I got all the numbers. I've got all the numbers. Oh, wait. Can I count? <laughs> I wait, is that count. counting? This is a breakthrough no. on the podcast. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my man. God. I'm wow. going to call my mom. Big stuff. 
You should call her live right now on the podcast. Subscribe to the Patreon to to help Phil learn how to count. Yeah. Um, See, this is why you guys need to support the podcast because you can give money to us and we can give it to Phil so he can go learn how to count. So he learns how to count. You know? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. can, you know, there's plenty of stuff I don't know that I need money to learn, you know? <laughs> Still can't drive. Like, I would appreciate yeah. the money for lessons. Real stuff. Guess who has her license? <laughs> That's something new. Yeah. Myth, fast, and fury. I actually here. do have my driver's license here. It's like <laughs> on hand. Justin Lin's the biggest fan of this podcast, and he wants to. He oh wants gosh. you to uh, let him know about how you can drive and how you're so ready to be in the next Fast and Furious. Hi, Justin Lin. I'm so ready to be in Fast and Furious 11, which does not yet exist because it's going to end at 10. <laughs> um, but I am. I am hot. I am funny. I am Asian, and I have a driver's license. I tick all of your boxes to be in one of those movies. So please and thank you. Um, I would like to vroom vroom skirt skirt uh, with Ludacris and Tyrese. <laughs> Just those two specifically. Just those two. I'll be there. Oh yeah, I'll I'll be there like third hacker person. Yeah, they need another. I think. Yeah. 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 Natalie and Emmanuel and Ludacris can't do it all themselves. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this now, and we are being a bit kooky. All three of us have been talking to each other for about like what twenty minutes before we hit record, so like we're already in a silly <laughs> mood. But hey, Arianne's like not missing just because she's not been on the main timeline. She's over there on Patreon. You can go support us there. Plus, the three of us are launching a new thing. Uh, well, we have already sort of launched it. It's called Breadcrumbs, the Breadcrumbs Collective. All three of us together are creating a new little family of podcasts. Arianne's got her own podcast called A Drip Town Limery, Maine. We talk about it sometimes on here. Go check it out if you want to mm-hmm. hear the madness that goes on goes on in Aries' mind as it relates <laughs> to her like childhood and probably digging up things while you're your childhood home and finding things and be like, yeah. oh, I want to talk about that. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's exactly right. <laughs> so you got that that's going great. on, but also we're doing a new show very soon. It's mm-hmm. called Franchised, mm-hmm. and um, after we get done recording this we're gonna talk about it a little bit uh but yeah over on patreon.com forward slash the pcc podcast ariana and i for the last year plus have been going through the entire fast and furious saga and franchise is going to be basically spun off from that and those episodes will be available to everyone very very soon uh so keep an eye out on franchise we'll be talking about that but you can head over to breadcrumbscollective.com to check out all that that's going on and also we've got some exciting news of some other people who are joining the collective very very soon and also Ariane, yeah she's got her hyper fixate her little uh yeah. her her, 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 insane little her little newsletter it's on there you can find it we share we share your love of uh, pedro pescal just so you know well i do thank I don't you know about John. thank you hey thank you it's hard not to See, Arian, I wasn't even going to bring it up. I wasn't going to bring it up, but Phil, okay. Phil, like, oh, here we go. Phil here we brought go. it out. But uh, Arian was like, "Don't bring Pedro into this. He's an innocent. Leave him alone." <laughs> Arian messaged me the other day and was just like, "Oh my god, yeah." <laughs> Arian was like, "Oh, I, I'm so happy to see uh, Pedro Pascal like uh, a birthday announcement like on on the Prince Charles Cinema Twitter, just that's or, your influence or Instagram or whatever." And it was all me. It's it my all, impact. All her. Yeah. yeah. I've I slowly poisoned my former coworkers into being obsessed with things that I'm obsessed with. Um, <laughs> poisoned? Or in this case, a very specific photo of Pedro. Enlightened, exactly. Um, not brainwashing, no. 
In no, this no, case, no. it's a very specific image of Pedro Pascal and Oscar Isaac hugging on the set of Triple Frontier, and it's like the greatest. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't you want to They're share besties. that on the platform yeah, well, exactly yeah. yeah just like us we are all besties yeah we are we are so yeah so true besties so so yeah. family <laughs> la familia family la familia okay, let's, let's keep, let's keep the fast serious talk to a minimum la podcast yeah. la podcast, <laughs> la podcast. <laughs> is, it not, is it not el podcast um <laughs> Oh, that's better. Yeah, yeah, just like El French. Podcast. El podcast. Yeah. El podcast. Le, le podcast. Le podcast. Le podcast. Oh well, we are, we are recording a podcast, so let's get to it. So we've decided to turn yeah. the last two weeks of this awkward teen movies that we've been doing here on the podcast into a trilogy. Because as this week we have one coming from the female perspective, so it's. One of the greatest teen movies of all time, and we knew we needed to have our very own Cher Horowitz by virtue of the fact that she dressed <laughs> up like Cher once for Halloween, and also she is dressed like Cher right now. Um, right. <laughs> so, if this is a video podcast, you'd be loving it because Ariana is really stylish right now. It's really fucking cool. Did you did you happen to like dress yourself via computer? Did you like? Get it up. Use the buttons. Use the buttons. Yeah. No, I, Cher is rich and I am not rich, <laughs> so I didn't do that. Um, I did it the old fashioned yeah. way. I went into my closet and pulled out my blazer that I bought for Halloween in 2018 um, and put it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, memory. Yeah, there's a great photo of me with my wig, my Cher wig mm-hmm. sliding off, cleaning screen two. Yeah, we'll um, with our, yeah, with Robert. With our friend Brilliant. Robert. And it's, yeah. <laughs> Really impractical what photo. we do over there. We, we dress up for Halloween no. and then we have to like curse yeah. people. <laughs> for sure. You know? I bet they're so confused. Are you staff or are you, you know, one of us? No, I'm just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, just chilling. Yeah, I just really like this place. So, uh, you know, I just felt like I needed to clean up a little bit, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. We decided we needed this Cher Horowitz this week to really sell it home. Ariane, what film? Are we talking about today? The film, the film is clueless. So, okay, like right now, for example, the Hadians need to come to America. But some people are all, what about the strain on our resources? And it's like when I had this garden party for my father's birthday, right? People came that like did not RSVP. So I was like totally bugging. I had to haul ass to the kitchen, squish in extra place settings, and like people were on mismatched chairs and all. But by the end of the day, it was like the more the merrier. And so if the government could just get to the kitchen, rearrange some things, we could certainly party with the Hadians. Wow. You guys talk like grown-ups. Oh, well, this is a really good school. Mr. Hall was way harsh. He gave me a C minus. <laughs> well, he gave me a C, which drags down my entire average. Hello? There was a stop sign. I totally paused. You tried driving in platforms. Oh, should I write them a note? <gasps> Ew! Get off of me! Ah, as if. Cher's got attitude about high school boys. It's a personal choice every woman has got to make for themselves. Cher's saving herself for Luke Perry. Cher, you're a virgin? I mean, I'm not prude. I'm just highly selective. I mean, you see how picky I am about my shoes, and they only go on my feet. Nice stems. Thanks. What the hell is that? A dress. 
Says who? Calvin Klein. I'm gonna be a supermodel. What are you doing? Yo, you're getting on the freeway. Get out of this lane, no! Surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. I'm gonna be a supermodel. Sex, clothes, popularity. Is there a problem here? <laughs> that was, that was a tag, yes. genuine tagline I found. Uh, pretty, rich, blonde, and socially successful Cher, Alicia Silverstone, is at the top of her Beverly Hills High School's pecking scale. Seeing herself as a matchmaker, Cher, along with her best friend Dion, Stacy Dash, coasts two teachers into <laughs> dating each other. Emboldened by their success, Cher decides to give Klutzy an unhip new student tie. Brittany Murphy, RIP. A makeover. When Ty's popularity goes to her head, Cher realizes that her disapproving ex-stepbrother, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd, was right (laughs) about how misguided she was. Feeling totally clueless, Cher is forced into her own spiritual makeover. It's the 1995 (laughs) coming-of-age teen comedy from writer and director Amy Heckerling. Hot takes out the gate. Who wants it? Arianne's a guess. Phil should do it. Okay, you want Phil? You can give it to Phil. Yeah. No, no. It's only fair, right, Jonathan? That's fine. Oh, it's yeah, she did get to. We're gonna do this here. She got to. Are you serious right now? I'm trying to. I'm just trying to. You know, trying to keep it together. You know, I didn't. Phil. She got my, she got to say what film it was, stolen. so you can know. <laughs> exactly, stole my line. I only have one bit I mean, on the show, and you took it away from me. I mean, it's only right you get the hot takes out the yeah, gate. Yeah, you get the hot takes. I don't know. I have any hot takes about Clueless. Um, Do you have any lukewarm ones? <laughs> <laughs> lukewarm hot takes. Um, I mean, they don't no. always have to be hot takes, guys. I mean, I'm just saying it because it rhymes, you know, and it's a bit. Hot and like take bits. doesn't rhyme, Jonathan. Hot takes out the gates. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but no, but it's fine. Nobody. No one nobody cares. Li- nobody hearing. Nobody cared. Nobody John. listens. Yeah. Nobody. Cares. Nobody's actually listening. But right I need now. my. Nobody's um, listening. <laughs> I need my bits. We got up. You got to give me some. I need my bits, Phil. I like my bits. Please, just come on, go with it. Do the bit. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to say anything new. Clues are great. Clues is the weird one. I was saying it the other day to Dusty. I was like, I know I like this movie. It, it, I always enjoy watching it, but it like I always like forget that I've like seen it. I would forget most of it. I don't know if for some reason it doesn't go in, but I like always have to rewatch it. And I'm like, oh yeah, and then it all comes rushing back to me. It's great. It's funny and like of the time, but not in a outdated way. Maybe the internet fashion show thing is, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's, but <laughs> like that's the stupid things to, that don't yeah. matter. Yeah. yeah, people people are like, oh, this is what computers can do. Yeah. Um, no, it's all good, apart from that brother-sister thing is still creepy. Yeah. yeah it's still creepy, right? Thing. Yeah. 
It's very, uh, you know. I know they're not they're not related. I get it, and it's Paul Rudd. They're not Rudd. related. It's like you know. Yeah, but it's, it's step sibling, not a popular pornography category. Uh, like, yeah, seriously, yeah. it's, it's like true. Pornhub right now. Yeah, we just need to put a branded thing underneath. <laughs> our step Brothers is a great film, though. Um, yeah, let's talk about Step Brothers. Step Brothers, two thousand. Yeah, let's talk about a film about guys. There's no. Uh, yeah, that. Thanks, Phil. Finally, God, <laughs> finally. Getting awfully crowded in here. Uh, I don't know. Hey, three's a crowd. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> <Ew>. Wow. <laughs> you wanted hot takes out the gate. There we go. There's not enough men in this movie. Oh man, but so funny true, enough actually. that is like, yeah, I'll get to it. But that is something that comes up. Yeah. But Ariane Hunt takes out the gate. I love Clueless so much. I agree with Phil. It's great. There's not really new anything new to say about it other than yeah, stepbrother thing, creepy. Um, <laughs> but also, it's Paul Rudd, and I feel like that's just a horrible thing for me to say. I was like, it's Paul Rudd. He gets but it is Paul Rudd. <laughs> yeah, Paul Rudd. Yeah. He's ageless. He's gorgeous. Um, mm. He's age, an ageless beauty, truly, Paul Rudd. Um, Alicia Silverstone is incredible. Mm. She's Back so funny. That's the best part about watching this film, even though you've seen it like a bunch of times. Like new jokes will keep coming to you, being like, "Oh shit, that's fucking yeah, hilarious!" Definitely. Good mm. job, Amy Huckerling. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's a fun time. Um, Brittany Murphy is great. I want to dress the way they all dress, like all the time, um, <laughs> but like I can't afford to. Um, also, yeah. you mentioned yeah, internet fashion show runway thing i think Cher <laughs> predicted touchscreens um she predicted the ipad yeah. if anything um yeah so yeah so move over star trek out the gate <laughs> yeah. move over star trek here yeah yeah this is yeah no those are those are astute points i'm i'm with both of you guys clueless roles i saw this film like when it came out basically as a kid and it was like one of my favorite just sort of like films from the 90s when I was younger. It was just like one of those films that I just loved. I didn't really have like much opinions about like whether or not it was a teen movie or what was going on in the film in particular of like what it kind of meant to people and stuff. And I didn't formulate those opinions until much later. I just loved it because it was fun. And that's a sign of a good film. Even when you're like a little kid, like just thinking this is a very fun movie. I mean, I would have been like six or seven when I first saw it and I just thought it was brilliant, you know. So mm. it's very fun, very funny. Alicia Silverstone is amazing in it. Uh, the cast in general is just amazing. Young Paul Rudd, he's really Donald like, Faison. Donald Faison is so good. Yes, good God. It should be it should be obnoxious because it at that time of like I guess it, it fits in the nineties, nine hundred two one zero that sort of era. Yeah, people who, like really mm-hmm. love these like Hollywood blonde, these like picture perfect rich. Yeah. Social like mm. kid, it should be obnoxious. You should hate these movies. The you know the yeah. characters are like what essentially are the bad guys in like a Mean Girl type movie. Although yeah. obviously yeah. Mean Girl spins it, but like it should be they should be annoying. But they're so lovable, they're so likable. Just well, the details are different, you know. But they have the same yeah. problems. But they're great. Yeah, and I think that comes down to a lot of what Amy Heckerling did. She's like done a really good job of. You know, just sort of taking this story that, like, is... It's a Shakespeare yeah, adaptation. It's a, it's a, uh, well, it's a... Um, no, it's Austin. Austin. Jane Austen Sorry, Austen I'm an idiot. Adaptation. Yeah. I was thinking about DiCaprio for some reason. <laughs> I was like, Shakespeare. Well, there's so many from <laughs> the I'm 90s. I'm always thinking no. about the bad love of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Oh, she did it. What a film. Yeah. <laughs> there was there's uh so many though, you know, like films from that era that had you know weird adaptations of like Jane Austen or or uh Shakespeare mm-hmm. and stuff and those are always some of the better ones for some reason. I guess they're like taking the the weird, you know, sort of story it shouldn't work in modern day and just throwing like this weird modern settings on it and then just like 20 years later people are just like, "Dude, those films are amazing." So yeah, Clueless. Yeah, like get over it. So well. You remember Get Over It? Yeah, yeah. Get over it, yeah. Mm. That's something John should do. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, no, Clueless. Clueless <laughs> is great. It's very, very fun. Um, the whole cast is ridiculous, though. Like that just 90s era of people like Breck and Meyer and all these people. Jeremy Sisto, like just a weird, <laughs> weird crew of people that just all come together and make this like really fun thing work. The origins of Clueless began, though, when Amy Heckerling was approached by 20th Century Fox to develop something about teenagers for TV to compete with your Beverly Hills 90210. So there you go, Phil. Eckerling, who had uh, previously directed Fast Times at Richmond High in its short-lived spinoff TV fun. show, Fast Times, thought, I'm so tired of doing stuff about teenagers. But Fox said, we will want you to do something about the in-crowd. And she thought, well, if I can do it and make fun of them, then I'll do it. So that was sort of her intention. And I think that's why it works so well, because like she's just already going in thinking, like, I want to do this story about these people, but like just be like very fun and making fun of and not taking it too seriously like it doesn't take itself too seriously but then like the characters for the most part apart from like elton and and what's her face amber um all of them they're they're all really sweet kids Mm -hmm. like yeah they're yeah they're rich yeah they're popular yeah they could be stuck up but like they all look out for each other and in like teen films it's always the like the whole thing is like Cher is a popular girl that decided to look out for someone Mm. Um, even mm. though it started out as her own, you know, selfish thing of wanting to, wanting a project, wanting a makeover, but yeah. Um, yeah, she ends up sort of learning how to take care of people for real, yeah. which is like you don't see that in the the typical sort of popular girl archetype. Because yeah, you get your mean girls, you get your whatever the hell Camp Rock is, and you <laughs> always have the the mean the mean rich girl with her issues, and she takes it on everybody else. But mm. this is a really interesting spin because yeah, um, in the like austin thing it's it's based on emma right did i get that right because i double build it with um clueless the other day the new one with anya taylor joy and it's just yeah it's just this really sweet rich kid that has no idea what she's doing (laughs) and i think more stories should be about girls not knowing what the hell they're doing because who the hell does know what they're doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think there's so much uh, like people are so afraid to admit that they don't know what the hell they're doing but I mean, yeah. hey, like this is what we're doing on this podcast, like week in and yeah, week we out. What like we're, we're what are we doing? What are we doing? Let's start a what let's start are a the whole rules? like podcast like network because we don't know what the hell we're doing. Let's just we'll, we'll do like a meta podcast analyzing what the hell we were doing in the episodes we've already about recorded. that one. <laughs> yeah. Well. Heckling came up with the idea about a girl that was completely happy no matter what happened under the original working <laughs> title, No Worries. Heckerling found her inspiration for Cher's bumbling journey from, of course, we mentioned a, it's Jane Austen's classic 1815 novel, Emma, 
which the film is a modern retelling of. And she said, I remember reading Emma in college and being struck with just how it reminded me of old TV shows like Gidget. So there's something just so basic about it. Eckerling wanted to spin her combination of Emma and Gidget into a setting of a Beverly Hills high school, which she envisioned as a hyper pastel fantasy for the film's quotable dialogue. Heckling actually went and sat in on classes to get a feel for how teens in the nineties <laughs> talked. So like a lot of the lines that she got were taken from what she heard kids saying, but she also just got things from other communities and said that a lot of things were actually made up as well. So there's a, this film has a particular like just way of like how people speak and stuff. And it's, mm-hmm. It's actually just kind of become a thing in itself where I think they actually had to release like sort of a a dictionary of or like definition of these <laughs> words and stuff and everything just because it was so different at the time. Like Cher's classic as if actually came from the lesbian community and Heckling explained any outsider group is going to create their own language, whether it's homosexual, black prisoners, a cab driver. Uh, you just have to be willing to open your ears and listen. Mm. And before Clueless, other titles included I was a teenage <laughs> I was a teenage teenager and Clueless in California. I love I was a teenage teenager. I think that's hilarious. Uh <laughs> Eckerling said when I grew up there was a lot of movies with the titles like I was a teenage werewolf and stuff like that. And Clueless in California was a play on Sleepus in Seattle. So mm-hmm. but Heckerling's agent convince her that the idea was too good for TV. So mind you, this is still like they're thinking it's a, TV, be a show. TV show. Yeah. But Fox you know, didn't get it and they passed up on the idea putting the film into turnaround. So basically they had bought it and I think they were like planning to do it as a film, but it's just like they were like, no, put it in turnaround. So basically that's just like basically can sell they can't they can't do anything when they put it into turnaround, they can't do anything anymore at that point with that title. So other people can buy it but Fox will get the money for any production costs that they've already spent up to that point. So it's just a really okay. bizarre sort of thing. God, Hollywood's so weird. But anyway. <laughs> so weird. We should like abolish it or something. Yeah. Like, is that yeah. an idea? Like, Phil and I were talking money. about on the Ghostbusters episode a couple of weeks back about like Hollywood's like weird accounting practices. And it's just like, I want to do a whole episode on that. It's so Crazy bizarre. illegal. There's like... A certain producer that produced this film that's recently been, you know, the cover story expose for being the like a monster essentially in Hollywood. Um, mm-hmm. Scott Rudin, who's like a horrible person, but mm-hmm. he produced this film yeah. and Uncut Gems and just a bunch of shit. And I'm just like, I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah, Scott yeah. Rudin. He, he comes up a lot as being yeah. like an yeah. asshole in Hollywood. Like the worst. <laughs> like he gets uh, stuff done, yeah, but he's like, oh man. He's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Fox, they passed on the idea. Heckerling got frustrated. I think she like got rid of her agent at one point and got a new agent. And I think that might have been the one that was convincing her, hey, go for the feature. But the male studio heads of Fox, they wanted Heckerling to rewrite the script so that fewer women would feature. We need it more guys. <laughs> so there you go, Phil. Called it. I called it. <laughs> Fucking idiot. What the fuck kind of note is yeah. that? So stupid. <laughs> There's so many guys, so many cool guys in there's this movie. There's plenty of cool guys, yeah. Like, there's, there's, I, it's weird. This film does so teacher? much nice stuff for guys of all yeah. different kinds. Like, you know. Yeah, her dad. Her well. dad, 
he seems like a well put together dad. Uh, mm. And like very her sweet. Teacher. Her teacher is very sweet. Her, her, her uh, stepbrother is like the cutest guy on earth. And they can get away with <laughs> them having a relationship, even though it's her former stepbrother. And that's kind of weird. Dude, that's your sister. It's dude, that's your weird. brother. That's um, your sister, that's your dude. Sister. Yeah. But if Paul Rudd wants to holler at me, then I'm, I'm game. We've got uh, Show me a blood test. Christian's a, a, yeah. a gay character in a film that like isn't taken yeah. too badly for the with the exception of maybe like calling him a Dorothy like but for the most part yeah he's and he's a great he's character. a great character like, gets a lot of respect a really friend. great yeah. representation of a gay character in 1995 uh we have what like you have Elton who's a scumbag, Elton's a scumbag. Um, he's like, like <laughs> one of the worst ones but even like Donald yeah. Faison's character is like oh Murray, Murray is very sweet <laughs> They're very funny, but I love Dion and Murray together. It's very fun. So yeah. it's, yeah, I don't know. Uh, fuck these producers. And and it could just be about, like, women. And it could just have, yeah. why, it why is that? It doesn't have to be about a, men. Problem. Like, it can just be, this, why, this, it's why do about you all always want to do that? <laughs> yeah. Women secure. Yeah, Phil, why, Phil why, why do you always do you know what do for? That? Oh, everything. That was Name a One it. Direction joke. If anybody, oh, oh, God damn it. If any listeners out there got it. <laughs> See, making it about men again. Um. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, six months later, the script made its way to producer Scott Rudin. Rudin liked the script and it was the subject of the bidding war after that with uh, Paramount Pictures beating out other studios. Heckerling was excited as Paramount owned several major youth center uh, channels such as MTV and Nickelodeon which suited to the film's target demographic. So let's get into the cast. Alicia Silverstone as Cher Horowitz. Man, this is probably like the best, like her best role of all time. Peak Silverstone This is like the role. So good. Uh, I had a a crush on Alicia Silverstone when I was a little kid. I'm just, I'm not going to lie. Of course, yeah. Great. (laughs) Great in this film. Her in this, her in Scooby-Doo 2, her (laughs) in uh, Batman. Batman um, and Robin. Batman and Robin. My Batman of choice. Um, Hint, hint. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. But yeah, no, she. What else is she in? I feel like she, I, I feel like she kind of. Not after this movie, but she had such a moment mm. in the nineties, and obviously this is the this is the role, this is breakout. She's so good, yeah. And then she kind of—I don't want to say disappeared. It's more like I didn't see her in high-profile things after that, and I don't—I don't really know what happened. The last thing I heard about her was that you know she liked to feed her kid like a baby bird, and everybody <laughs> was like, "That's fucking weird." Do you remember that? I'm sorry, what? I don't know do you about remember that. that? She like, I do know she's a bit weird about vaccines. She, oh my God. Oh, she's one of those. No, yeah. she did that thing where she like, for her oh. baby, she like chewed up the food and like bad it into it. Uh, like, it like, yeah, exactly. Weird. Oh, yikes. I didn't mean to bring that up right up front, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't do that right now. It's a pandemic. Um, yeah, the pandemic. I remember her being in... So the guy that plays Elton, I forgot the act. Jeremy Sisto, right? Yeah. He um, mm. has this TV show. Fuck, I forgot the title. It has something to do with hell and the suburbs. Um, yeah, is and it like Suburba something? Suburbia, uh, sur- suburba something. And yeah. Alicia Silverstone had like a recurring role on it in like the later half of this this first season or like the later seasons. 
and it was mm. just like a nice nod to their to their time yeah. in Clueless, and I thought that was cute. But yeah, I haven't seen her in anything. I remember her doing like a bit for it might have been Vogue, it might have been another fashion site where she just talked about Cl- like um Cher's outfits. Yeah, which was really cute. That's um, funny. Yeah, she yeah. did. She yeah. uh, so basically, d- costume designer Mona May wanted the girls to look like mall rats, not models. So Cher had sixty plus some outfit changes, which were bought. And uh, made on a budget for around $200,000, which is not a lot, really. Um, You know, so Mona May, shout out to her. She did a great job dressing like (laughs) Cher and the rest of the cast. They look amazing. But yeah, the biggest costume expense was on, hey, the plaid John Paul Gaultier outfit, which uh, Alicia Silverstone wears in the opening scenes. And... She got to keep that outfit along with awesome. other outfits uh, from the film. But she basically told Entertainment Weekly, and I think in that same Vogue uh, article that you were talking about that she did a little thing for, that she she gave away most of it to charity. So she was not a hoarder. Sweet. She didn't keep all of her stuff. Could you imagine how much some of that stuff would have been worth you know, yeah. today? Holy oh cow. Oh, my gosh. I would have loved that Calvin Klein dress that her dad so looked like underwear. I'm like obsessed with that dress. I would have loved that dress. If I found that in like a charity shop, I would lose my mind. Um. (laughs) Well, originally the role for Cher was offered to Sarah Michelle Gellar, but she had to pass due to uh, scheduling conflicts Mm -hmm. with all my children. And other actresses who were offered the role were, were another classic, well, not offered, uh, sorry, who auditioned for the role. Another classic blonde was uh, Reese Witherspoon. She auditioned. And also, apparently, Zoe Deschanel, a young Zoe Deschanel, oh before she even had any real credits under her belt, had uh, auditioned Let's for the go, role. Let's go, Jessica so Day. Let's go, new girl. <laughs> So Alicia Silverstone didn't even have to audition for the role as Amy Heckling was turned on to her by like, I think someone else, like another producer or something like that. But she actually was really like interested in Alicia Silverstone after seeing her in a couple of Aerosmith videos. And she was like, I want that girl from those Aerosmith videos. She had like like, three videos, crazy crying. I can't remember the other one. Um, But yeah, so go check those out. Early 90s, like 94 time somewhere around there. Um, Aerosmith videos with Alicia Silverstone. Very funny. Uh, There's a really good one with her and Liv Tyler where they're like playing off of each other a lot, which is really fun. Mm. Uh, But Silverstone actually wasn't interested in the role at first because she thought that Cher was like a materialistic, annoying little bitch. Her quotes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's my materialistic, annoying little bitch, okay? In a material world. world. Shared world. Exactly. (laughs) But... Yeah, Alicia Silverstone is perfect for the role, though, because, like, for instance, Cher's mispronunciation of, like, Haitians, she calls it, like, Hadians in the debate scene. <laughs> Surely we can party with the Hadians. Like, those were not scripted. Alicia Silverstone was mispronouncing words when she was reading things just because that's awesome. how she thought they were pronounced. And a- Amy Heckerling really had to stop people from telling her what the right words were. They They were like, no, like. You got to let her just do this because it's going to make the film so much better. Like her messing up words is so funny. It does not say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) It does not. It should, though. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
Well, that's somebody's campaign platform. It should say RSVP <laughs> on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, vote for me. America Wouldn't that be funny if you're just coming in and you and that would people are like, oh shit, yeah. we forgot to RSVP. Damn it, I knew we forgot something. <laughs> Already turned to the drink. Yeah. Well, drip, drip I'm, I'm doing there. this. Uh, this oh, is um, later than unof- usual, Larry. Unof- later than unofficial usual. John, snack John time. John so you drinking um, White Claw? We are drinking White Claw in honor of Cher because I feel like she's well over the age of 21 now. And if she could drink, I feel like Cher would probably drink a White Claw. She and, would like, drink a rose. She would just drink shots of gin. Yeah, she would drink shots of <laughs> shots gin. Of exactly. Gin. <laughs> a thing we're All referencing. Day. You have no idea what we're talking about. Um, anyway, she would drink wait, shots wait, wait. of gin. Oh, those I are horrible. Wow. Real, real talk, though. Real mm-hmm. talk. Cher. Would Cher be a Karen now? Ooh. I mean, she's rich. You know what I mean. Exactly. That's but she also thing. lives. But she also lives in Hollywood, and Hollywood is full of like people that are liberal on the surface, but like. Um, <laughs> but you dig a little deeper. Ha- have have their best tax interests at heart. Um, yeah. But I feel like Cher is a sweetie, and I want the best for her. Mm. So I hope she's like one of those rich people that sh- she's kind of like January Jones or like. Sharon Stone on Instagram where they're they're just posting whatever, you know, like really obscure selfies that look cool but also kind of scary. Like I hope that's who she becomes. Not like Gwyneth Paltrow or whoever. Like, no, no. Yeah. Who's like against sunscreen. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, every uh you know, Cher needs a another girl named after a famous uh former singer. So it's uh Singers her best friend, Stacy Dash. Dion Davenport. You know, Stacy Dash was the oldest of the high school group. She was 27 at the time of filming with a six-year-old kid at home. Even though, you know, oh older my God. than Paul Rudd at the time as well. Paul Rudd's meant to be the oldest guy or whatever, of mm. the younger people. But yeah, Stacy Dash was way older. She said it was pretty <laughs> weird at times. But I mean, she went on to do the Clueless TV show as well. Still playing. Yeah. This teenager in high school, so whatever. It's all good. Lauren Hill auditioned for the role of Dion, Ooh. apparently. So it's kind of an interesting what if. But yeah, Dion's great. Um, Stacy Dash is kind of weird in real life now. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess they're all Why weird the, now. All the clueless so, people are really weird. Aside from Paul Rudd, yeah. but he's like weird in a cool way. What? Why is she weird? Uh, Stacy Dash became one of the like sort of... Yeah. Republican crazy people. Yeah, Stacey yeah. Dash oh, essentially did. became like a yeah, like a centrist right wing pun- like right wing pundit, and only recently yeah. decided to backtrack all of that. I don't know if you've seen the video where she's Has she like, backtracked. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> but in like a really That's like funny. she like doubled down on everything she said while <laughs> backtracking. <laughs> yeah, it's like an elephant falling over backwards. Her identity finally. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like Stacey Stacey Dash is an odd one. Um, but Dion is is great. I love that yeah. line where Cher is like, mm-hmm. we're, we're both named after singers of the past that do what commercials? Like, uh, what did she say? <laughs> infomercials. so fucking funny. They, they do, yeah. <laughs> we're both named yeah. after singers of the past that now do infomercials. Like, <laughs> That's really funny. Two, what was it? Her dad's like, two learner's permits don't equal a license, so don't go driving around with Dion. <laughs> yeah, like, it's so scary. Good. Like, it's Cher so driving. Nice. It's just like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, that's a very uh, that's such an American thing that it's like, yeah, such a right still of like world to win. America, exactly, yeah. it's not a thing here. It's not like we have driving Ned. It's not you know, yeah. 
at least in London, obviously, could nobody drive in London, but like in America, you see a teen get their car, they get their license, and they're just crazy young kids who should not have a car, but it allows all should the not fr- be freedom. Yeah. yeah, should not be driving, hanging out, getting into mischief and whatnot. But it's, yeah, like you said, right of passage is like allowed all the freedom and all these stories to be told. Like nothing could happen if they lived in the suburbs and couldn't drive. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you'd be walking hill. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's sort of like one of those things. It's like, yeah, I don't know, 16, like that much different for driving or whatever as, as someone who's 18. It's like two years. That's like no mm. time at all, really, like in the grand scheme of things. Like, teach them, let them learn. But Cher shouldn't be driving around by herself. That's not a thing. You shouldn't be mm. doing that. Like, no. she shouldn't be driving around with someone who's not a licensed driver. Um, it's even debatable if she should be driving around with someone like a Josh or something, no, uh, especially when he's distracting that. her the whole time and she's not yeah. even looking at the road. I'm just like, oh, God, it's Marky gosh. Mark's going to plant a celebrity tree. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So sharing Dion, they uh, have a fun time setting up their teachers. But then, of course, as we mentioned earlier, hey, a new girl's in town. Brittany Murphy's Ty Frazier and they hook her up. Turn her into the cool kid. Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace. Good God. Oh, she was man. so... She, she had so the good. biggest breakout, like, just yes. prior to her death. Holy cow. Like, I just... I, I was thinking about that the other night when I was watching this film. I was just like, she became such a big star at that time. And it makes... Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It just kind of came out of nowhere. And then I, like, you know, I forgot about how she passed away. And I had to remind myself of even, like, what happened. And it was just like... She had like pneumonia or something and she was like suffering from anemia and stuff. So it's like a lot of times you hear about these people who die really, really young. She was like 32 or something like that. that They've done something bad to themselves, obviously. Um, But yeah, just like horrible. Just yeah, just a horrible, uh, you know, circumstance and way too young. Really, really great in this film and great in many other things. Fucking Eight Mile, come on. Yeah, yeah she's on. such a great yeah. singer as well. Like, yeah. mm. I like that she leaned to that later on in her career. I love, I love every time because you get to just sort of see pockets of, of Britney Murphy at like, not even like, you know, her embodying Ty, but Ty embodying her, that whole like thing when it comes to acting. But um, I love that bit where she's singing the mentho, like the Mentos theme. <laughs> And then when yeah, Elton is yeah. like rolling yeah. with the homies, and she's, she's she just kills yeah. that one little riff. Rolling it's, with it's the homies, so cute. Yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah, the rolling with my homies thing I think about yeah. all the time. Yeah, <laughs> she's like the right, like, <laughs> the perfect foil for Cher. They're both clueless in different ways, and, yeah. but like Ty mm. is obviously way more clued up than um, way more clued up than Cher. Is. That's the thing. Clued yeah, up. That's the sequel. Clued, clued up. up. Clueless too. Clued 20 up. years later. Hollywood, clued up. we're it's giving the shit to for free. Like, Every week on free. this podcast, we're giving yeah. free ideas out that you guys should really just be running with. Um, if you're listening to this, you should probably write them down because we're not doing anything about them. Yeah, because I've forgotten. I've forgotten. <laughs> we forgot them all. Clued yeah, up. I have a very yeah. short attention span. <laughs> well, Brittany Murphy delivers that classic line. You're a virgin and you can't drive. 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 You can't drive. Uh, Brittany Murphy later laughed about this, saying that 
she thought it was really funny because uh, she was actually a virgin that couldn't drive at the time. She was actually only <laughs> 17 and she required wow. a parent oh, or guardian to be present during filming because she was so young and her mom Perfect. accompanied her. And unfortunately it kind of was, I think a tough time for her during filming because her mother, her mother had recently been diagnosed with breast cancer and she was just dealing with that and was just really sick and ill and, but still there and accompany her and stuff. So that's really sad. But uh, yeah. she's great. She went through a lot. She's, been, she's yeah, so she's great. Been. Um, it's just a shit. She'd one of the like you know an unfortunate end, and she kind of fed up, you know, uh, chewed up, fed out by Hollywood and yeah. the media. And you can see it because there's that kind of culture in this movie. So it's yeah, like no, very exactly. actively comment on on you know standards for women and stuff. And it's just something mm. she would clearly struggle, but she was great. Yeah, she was in so many. Like, like big movies when I was a kid, like stuff that really stayed in my memory. Like this, and she's in Girl Interrupted, and she's in Eight Mile, mm-hmm. the big one. Mm-hmm. But she was also in stuff like Just Married, and I always liked that movie. Yeah. You know, it three. Yeah. Just she was always she was always good, and it was always nice to see her in it. Uh, yeah, very it, fun. Yeah. Sure. What did she say? What did she say to Josh? It's like, oh, I, I, I'm like, like, I'll see you around. I hope not sporadically. Yeah. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> she's so cute. Do better. Oh, Sherry. Yeah. I love that she's scene as well, just because oh, Sherry's yeah. just like sitting there, like, my buns you know. don't feel nothing like steel. <laughs> she's so cute. Yeah. She's giving her that whole regimen and stuff. And like, yeah. she's just like, oh, so we're going to read these books and stuff. And like, Josh just comes in, like, and she's just watching it for a few seconds. And just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> And I I like what Phil said earlier about how like it is commenting on like the state of Hollywood at the time in there because in addition to what you know how how things were for women it was sort of that whole Hollywood clicky sort of it's very inc- like you know exclusive mm. too exclusive it's very like yeah again like yeah like a commentary on the in crowd and the the people in it happen to sort of like it's not that their careers played out exactly that way but yeah you see like donald faison booked one of the biggest sitcoms in the last 20 years after like later like you know yeah. in the next couple of years paul rudd is freaking ant-man now yeah um i mean alicia silverstone did it first she was back girl but she was back yeah. girl yeah but like she had her moment Brittany murphy had her moment mm-hmm. jeremy sisto was doing who knows what Plus, he was a part of. He was literally a part of the elite Hollywood crowd. Jeremy yeah. Sisto, like, yeah. ho- like we talked about it a little bit last week with, or the week before with Donnie Darko, mm. um, where we were talking about James Duvall, and I was kind of like yeah. laughing yeah, about yeah. him. It's he was a part of this crew of people, and I was kind of talking about that to Phil. But yeah, Sisto was a part. He was such a big part of that. Like it's crazy. Speaking of which, Paul Rudd. We were talking about Paul mm-hmm. Rudd a second ago. Paul, yeah. Josh Lucas. He's uh shares. <laughs> Brother, stepbrother, ex stepbrother, ex stepbrother. No blood. We're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to do it. I mean, yeah, like, we always do we'll it all the time. We'll push through it. We'll power through it, dude. That's that, share, dude. That's your brother, dude. That's your brother, dude, brother. Dude. That's your brother. It's We're kind of your it. brother, dude. She's your sister, dude. She's gotta be, and you made out with her, man. What's wrong with you, you pervert? We're gonna flip it. We're gonna flip. This is very funny. So Paul Rudd thought that this was just another dumb team com- comedy at first. He, did, he didn't really get the idea of it. But apparently he was intrigued by the character of Christian. 
he thought it was unique for Hollywood to script, you know, a Hollywood script to have this like cool gay kid character. So he read for Christian. Just like, yeah, I'm going to go out for it. That didn't work out. And before he was being cast as Josh, he auditioned for like every other male role in this film, including Murray, oh, because he didn't know he was meant to be black. <laughs> <laughs> he thought, oh, no, thought it was just wait. some white guy who was like, you know, just okay, appropriating black culture and stuff. That's a great Paul Rudd story. <laughs> he showed up in a Kangle and chained and shit. He's like, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. <laughs> they were like, please stop. Please stop. Rolling with the We love you, but not that much. Rolling with the homies. The ho... Wait, the ho... Is it homies? Or homies? I'm not sure. It's homies. I think it's homies, isn't it? Homies? It's homies. Isn't it? It's like like French. Homois. Homois. Oui. Yeah, homois. Oui. This film's often referred to as the film debut of Paul Rudd, which it's actually really Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Um, actually, Clueless uh, was his second movie, but it was just happened to be released before Halloween six, which causes a lot of confusion. But yeah, good couple of films, man. I actually really like Halloween six curse of Michael Myers. It's fucking bonkers. And it's Paul Rudd's great in it. It's really funny. I can't, can't deal with the later Halloween movies. It goes so crazy. That four five, six is just like the weirdest little trilogy. Like it's so funny. Exactly. Like it gets crazy. The Sawin stuff. And like, (laughs) it's so, (laughs) it's so bonkers franchise. Uh, while filming, Paul Rudd was mugged and he had his backpack stolen, which uh, held the script for the film. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. oh. He actually got mugged. So, yeah, watch out. If you're out there in Hollywood. There's muggers in the films, yeah. in real life. There are muggers everywhere. Muggers are everywhere. Uh, in your house. Jeremy Renner, Ben Affleck, and apparently even Zach Braff all audition for the role of Josh. Those three names just triggered something really like, God. <laughs> Really? Like, do I do I like them? No, I do, do I like not. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see that. I like one of them. Two of them, I didn't even realize they were on the radar yet. Like Renner yeah, and Braff, Braff, because I feel like their career, oh you know, like for me, yeah, Nick Braff showed up. You know, yeah, Scrubs, on Scrubs. the scene would have been early yeah. days for that. that yeah, for and sure. now Hollywood, and then you Renner. know, Hollywood doesn't hire Nick Braff anymore. We we know why, John. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it because he has a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> God, Dude, I don't even I don't even remember that joke. <laughs> I don't remember either. I forget what it was that just reference like we start going is. off about why Hollywood doesn't hire Zach Braff anymore. It was just because I saw because an article. His girlfriend that is more successful. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, and he doesn't understand how podcasts work. <laughs> yeah. Try to turn it into a TV show. But you're doing a podcast about a TV show. What what? Like Yeah. That's why Hollywood isn't hiring Zach Braff. Well, speaking <laughs> of Zach Braff, Donald Faison. <laughs> Faison, here His we bestie. go. Donald Faison yeah. uh, is Murray Duvall, Dion's boyfriend. Uh, besides Paul Rudd, Terrence Howard also auditioned for the role. And apparently Amy Heckerling had talked to Dave Chappelle about the character as well. Imagine Chappelle. that. Could you oh imagine Dave Chappelle and Stacey Dash? In high yeah. school? I was, I was just trying to like picture... Hello, like really young Chappelle, I could do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Phil, you and I, we did Nutty Professor. I mean, this was a year prior to, mm. and Dave Chappelle was very young in that. Mm. Is uh, Reggie mm. or whatever? Yeah, Reggie, I think is his name. Yeah, yeah. 
but even so, I'm just trying to think of like him. <laughs> so weird. Donald Faison's like perfect for the role. Perfect. He's, perfect, He's just yeah. so perfect. It's just a way to imagine anyone else. Yeah. Donald Faison said when we were making the movie, another person basically who wasn't too sure about this thought it was just going to be another dumb team movie. He said, when we were making the movie, you don't think the movie's going to be good. You think, I'm making the next license to drive. <laughs> you think this movie's just going to be teen- for teenagers and that's it. Yeah. Well, I like, he told, uh, he told, I, I actually listened to that uh, podcast he did with Kraft, the uh, real, yeah, real friend, friends, fake doctor. Yeah. It initially really interesting because they're talking about how they met, how they got caught, their career leading up to it. And so Donald Faison's big thing with Clueless, and he talked a bit about how self-conscious he was from that movie going into Scrub because of, you know, they dressed him up to cover up his, mm. like, certain things about it. Like, they gave him the bracelet because he had, like, you know, like, the baby teeth, and he had, like, a receding mm. hairline, and he's supposed to be in high school, so they gave him the hat. And so he went in with all these things, like, you know, I don't look a certain way and now I, you know, I've only covered up Could I get these roles and it's just really funny in hindsight. You don't even think about it. They're all just like fun character traits. Yeah. And obviously <laughs> yeah, in Scrubs yeah. you don't even think about it because you don't, you know, I guess he's more grown up in it's that. But it's so interesting yeah. to hear in hindsight. Yeah. Well, I mean, this kind of leads nicely into the next bit about like the party scene. So obviously the party scene's mm. just oh, yeah. epic. And so funny. Yeah, um, the valley party. I think we're gonna have to go the make Val an appearance party. at the Val party. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! There's this one line that her dad was like, uh, "It's like, Shia, where are you?" And she's like, "I'm just having snacks with my girls." And then he's like, "Wait, where? Kuwait?" And I just lose my mind <laughs> because of the fucking helicopters yeah. And, yeah. and everybody's throwing up. I lived in Kuwait, so when I heard that line, I just like I always barrel over. Just kind of like, oh my god! I've been seen. You know, another line Dan had Hadea Cher's father. Uh, <laughs> Cher is sitting there at the table with uh, with Ty, and they're just talking. And he comes in, and he's she's just like, "Hey, Daddy, this is my new friend Ty," and he's like, "Get out of my seat!" It's just like so, <laughs> so fucking funny, just so quick, so loud, so, so fucking scary. <laughs> no hesitation (laughs) but yeah the party scene i mean donald Faison. like that's interesting that you brought that up about him and not you know like feeling weird about like you know all these things they were doing to like cover him up because he was like you know probably a little bit older Mm -hmm. receding hairline and all that sort of stuff of course we get to like the head shaving scene which uh i'm gonna call your mother he ad-libs the line um I'm keeping it real. Like that was all him. I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping, I'm it, keeping real. it real. No, no, I'm keeping it real. <laughs> he said he he heard like some kids saying that like out out in LA or something like that, and he was just like, oh, so that's what these like young kids are saying. Party scene. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna have to um, throw in uh, the new segment that uh, debuted last week that was just like really really popular. Um, people re- is so receptive. So. Um, Plot holes, you know, finding mistakes in the writing. Watch out for the plot holes, 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 watch out for the plot holes. I wish people could see Phil's eye roll right now. I really wish. Yeah, for the benefit of I just wanna I wanna plot holes, Phil. I would like 
I would like to see all the, you know, positive perception and then, you know, and then I'll take it back. Well, I mean, no, Phil, go on, do, do the like, thing. Of, just, of the time of recording, thing, you know, of the time of recording segment, you know, Phil, I'm Phil, still waiting on a damn snack time of, of the time of recording. Um, you know, this, you know, that episode last week hadn't actually gone out to people, but I'm just assuming because our, our listeners are so lovely and like, you know, I respect all their They'll love it. And stuff. They're definitely going to love it because um, they love us. Sure, you know? whatever. Just do the thing. They just, they better yeah. be plot holes this time. Murray's shaving his head, right? He's getting his head shaved and stuff. And in order to get Murray to stop shaving his head, which is already partially shaved, mind you, I mean, it's like there's bare skin like down his head. Dion threatens to call his mother and he's already clearly beyond the point of no return. And his mother would have seen that bald head regardless of her snitching plot hole, Phil. Watch out for the plot hole. Big plot hole. I, it just doesn't sit right with me. Big plot hole. What do you think about that, Phil? That plot hole? I don't really think that's a plot hole, but you know. Ari, did it upset you when you watched the movie? You know, you're watching it and you're like, he I clearly. Was, I was sitting there. I was just shake. like, dude, what's what's gonna matter? What's yelling gonna matter? at the screen? You know, what's it gonna matter? He's already done it. His mom's gonna see it anyway, dude. John, why do you care about this so much? Is it because you have long hair? Are you uh, like upset that Murray's bald? No, I'm worried about. Going Are you upset that somebody's gonna shave your head, Jonathan? Is that why you're projecting such an aggressive <laughs> nature towards Donald Faison's very sweet character? Um, he's just. I don't think I'm being aggressive here. I think uh, Phil's being a bit aggressive. Or you know, really. But um, I'm not being aggressive. I'm just keeping it real. <laughs> he's just keeping it real. <laughs> I don't think he's. I'm just keeping real. it real, bro. If he's keeping it real. He'd support me on uh, this uh, big plot hole. Well, you know, the point is the two way street, bro. All right, fine, Phil. If you want a segment that you you've been waiting for for a while, come on, we'll go for it. Snack time. That's so hard. Ari said snacks like 20 minutes ago and you didn't say anything. It was bullshit. I did just, say snacks. I was just enjoying my white claw, guys. I'm sorry. She set you up. Yeah. I is set you up and you did look, you just well? drank your white claw. I mean, what time yeah. is it over there in England? It's fine to drink here right now. Well, it's not because it's Ramadan. Hey, um, man. But Fucking like, pubs are open. I can do what I want. Yeah. It's, it's like three, three in the afternoon. It's, it's cool. Three in the afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, what'd you bring for snack time? Come on, it's the podcast. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the podcast. Um, it's the podcast. El podcast. El, el podcast. Um, le podcast. Um, for snack time, I bought a <laughs> banana because that's nice. all I could get. Um, and mean, it's yellow, like classic. That's a classic snack. Matches. Um, classic you're snack, you're right? done Matches. great. Matches. Yeah, uh, it's been great. Color coded. A few weeks ago, I talked about how that was my favorite snack. So, go for yeah. it. Pop it open. Tell us how it is. <laughs> it's a banana Hello? phone. <laughs> I'm calling the yeah. I was I was Get gonna it? say police, yeah. but I hate police, so I'm gonna call the I'm gonna call the I don't know whoever deals with like couples therapy with podcasts. Hello. <laughs> That's uh Reddit. I think it's Reddit. I bought um brought 
excuse me, I brought um because you know what ah oh, fuck uh you know in classic chef I'm trying to remember the line but I can't remember the whole thing <laughs> um in classic chef you know I wanted a classic share lunch snack time classic mm-hmm. cl- share snack so I have five peanut M and M's. <laughs> yeah. Oh there my you go. gosh. She had yeah. like three bowls of special K. That's yeah. it. Five peanut butter M and M's. Um three slices of turkey bacon or something. Three pieces of three pieces of turkey bacon and like turkey bacon, of, yeah. Like pieces of licorice. Popcorn. Popcorn. A handful of popcorn. Yeah. yeah. Um and she's like, I feel like such a. I feel like such a heifer. Heifer is such a good yeah. word from that time period. <laughs> like it's horrible, but yeah. it's like yeah, it's, it's very horrible. It's a very but it's a very word. funny word. Um, yeah, I, I love also right. when Christian is like, I hear you get you. So I think you have an in on the heavy clam bakes, and I'm like, good god! <laughs> oh my god! Like, do people talk like that? <laughs> How the peanut M and M's feel? They're good. They're crunchy. Nice. Peanut is the superior M&M flavor. So I'm, I'm with you there. Here. Phil, we're green on something right now, man. I think it's just the fucking... <sighs> bro. Yeah, bro. Just, we got to cut yeah. this out. <laughs> Sun's coming out. <laughs> Look yeah. at it. We got to yeah. cut it, and John has to re-record the bit and says he likes plain M&Ms. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crispy. Yeah. Crispy's the only other answer I like nipped. Crispy's good. That's a good M&M. I like the mix, man. The three, mm. The three mixed together. Cause like I'm not opposed to like a plain M and M. It's tasty, but you have all three of chocolate. them together. It's great. Still chocolate. I've got a very fun mm. snack for um from America that's uh really really fitting with uh, all these ditzy people in this film. It is a green apple airhead. I knew it. Nice. Oh god! <laughs> nice. I had Perfect. my choice of either Very nice. uh, a grape, the purple one, or the green apple, and I felt like the like sort of green apple aesthetic sort I would of have gone with grape. fit with yeah, share and clueless and stuff. So yeah, yeah, mm. we're gonna pop this bad boy open. Ooh. I haven't had an airhead since I was nine years old. <laughs> Man, this is John. Describe every bite. Yeah. Oh. Does it taste like um, smooth brain, no thoughts, head empty? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> at first, it, 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 the aftertaste really starts to hit. At first, it sort of had like, like I had a, I had the grape one a few days back, and it was really good from first bite. But this one sort of had a weird Play-Doh first taste. Like it tastes like Play-Doh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Which was very you have weird. You used to it. But the aftertaste Big is yuck. actually pretty nice. Uh, what are what's our rating scale today, Phil? Oh, me? Now it's me. <laughs> you want me to? Yeah. You want me to chin? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking how many? You know. You know, former sibling relationship? Do you give it out of five? <laughs> what? I thought oh. you were gonna say like, how much does it make you feel like a heifer? Um. <laughs> oh yeah, out of five. Out of five. How heifer do you feel? How heifer do you feel? No. How many Calvin Klein dresses do you give it out of? Oh five? my god! How about that banana? Um, how many Calvin Klein dresses are you giving it, Ari? I'm giving it a like five Calvin Klein dresses because it's fantastic. Nice, Bill. <laughs> Calvin Klein dresses. How many are you giving your peanut M and M's? Okay, five. 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 Holy shit. Five, five. Yeah. Okay, five. Five. And you're gonna are you gonna John's gonna say four to be different. Man, I'm 
You're gonna. Br- it's not a five. It's not a five. Frontier. It's not a five. I can't lie. Down. I can't lie. Snack time is so important to me. I cannot lie to the people out there. You know, um, it would really mess up the integrity of of the snack time. Um, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I gotta go with. I gotta go with like. I, th- I. It's 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 gotta be a three. To be honest, it's it's just okay. If I'd done the grape one, it probably would have been a five. But I feel like the green apple one. The aesthetic fits, but the taste doesn't. So, all right. You heard it here first. Uh, now you know half why. Yeah, now you know. He I talks about integrity as snack time, but change the theme song without letting me know. So, hey man, that's one of the beauties of snack time. It's always got a, a changing. You got to keep them up. Yeah. There are no rules. There's no rules. <laughs> there are no rules. <laughs> There's no integrity. No integrity. Uh, all right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's get to the rest of the cast. I'll quickly go through them because we've already talked about them a little bit. Jeremy Sisto is Elton. Creep, but very good at playing the creep. Brecken Meyer, Travis. Uh, Birkenstock icon. What a trip. So it's always fun. a trip to see Brecken Meyer. Yeah. When he was a movie star. Good guy. I know I know he still he does like robot chicken and shit, but it's like, oh my god, remember yeah. Road Trip? Oh my god, remember Garfield, a tale of two kitties? Yeah, even better. I cannot, I can't, like, I was thinking about that last night when I was prepping this How episode. How was he a movie star? How was it's he called having John range. Arbuckle? How was he John Arbuckle? Makes no sense. It's Reckon called Meyer. having range, Of old people. No, but I saw yeah. Clueless, I, which is great. He's great in it, but I Clueless. saw Is he Road also trip. in The Craft? Am I getting that correct? He is in The he Craft. He in The Craft, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's in a he lot of 90s films. the legal films. comedy Franklin and Bash. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's in Can't Hardly Wait. He's in a lot of like teen films. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense that he like Rat Race? became Rat Race. the lead actor. Yeah. Oh man, it's weird. Weird. Although I mean, one could argue that Garfield was actually the lead. <laughs> Garfield was the lead. Yeah, he was um, the lead. Jennifer Love Hewitt was also in those movies. She was a nineties teen queen. Like I think it's it's yeah, yeah the the talking the the nineties uh, teen Queen's uh, talking animal movie pipeline <laughs> needs to be addressed, Hollywood. Um, Phil just like, yeah, John. Why did you say yeah, John? <laughs> yeah, John. You were on that page yeah, way. You were on that page at the same time. All right. <laughs> anyway, Seth Green, speaking of Robot Chicken, apparently went out for the role of Travis as well. Of course. Yeah. We have mm. uh, Alyssa Donovan as Amber whatever. <laughs> great she says she gets that done to her all the time which is great <laughs> we have nicole Bilderback is summer uh, man summer tan nicole Bilderback has been in so many of these films summer as well tan. um mm-hmm. bring it on can't hardly wait dawson's creek mm-hmm. she played captain kim in brooklyn 99 most recently it's great to see her and things i was i forgot that she was in clueless and i was just like oh that's the same girl from bring it on and can't hardly wait holy shit i talk about can't hardly wait all the time on this podcast i wish it was more popular because i fucking love that film it's so good um my one of my favorite not gonna be though 90s teen comedies yeah it's never gonna happen uh just (laughs) justin walker is a christian christian's great is he in anything else i've never seen him in anything other than clueless (laughs) I I was thinking about that last night as well. And like I saw some stuff about how he had like been in stuff like re, re you know, reuniting with Cher and all that sort of stuff. Um Alicia Silverstone. But 
he must have just had such a like B movie career after this. I'm looking it up. Uh, Bolt Neck, Humanoids of the Deep, Last Resort, Born Bad, Perfect Lover, The Absolute Journey, The Absolution. I mean, it's just all B movie trash. What happened? Wall to wall banging. <laughs> he's hits. really, he's actually really good in this film. I don't, hit. I don't know. Yeah, nonstop hit. It's really good and clueless. If anything, clueless ruined the career. Yeah. <laughs> it's his second. I mean, it film. ended it before it even began. To be honest. Um, yeah. yeah. The mark of a good movie. The mark yeah. of a great movie ruins career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> End lives and ruined career. I, I think it's really funny though how Cher just misses like all the clues that he was gay. Every cue. Like he's reading William F. Burroughs. Yeah, he's reading yeah. Burroughs. Brings over his film choices are Some Like It Hot, which is a film about men who cross dress, which mm-hmm. ends on a kind mm-hmm. of like a funny sort of oh uh <laughs> nobody's perfect. perfect, like that could possibly lead to a, a homosexual relationship, which is great. Definitely. He also brings Spartacus and uh, he wants Spartacus, to watch Spartacus, yeah. which is a film that sees Lawrence Olivier's character attempt to seduce Tony Curtis's. Um, and he's well into that scene. <laughs> and as he's also really into shopping and clothes and he's better dressed than everybody. Um, way better dressed and knows way Red flags. And then he also <laughs> comes into the hey, rainbow flags. He comes rainbow, rainbow flags, flags Phil, apology. Yeah. Uh, and he comes into the, oh, the classroom <laughs> and written on the board in the background apparently is on the road to nowhere, which is like a really nice touch. <laughs> it's, mm. it's really funny. Uh, I so just remember that he funny. does read a William Burroughs novel, and every time anybody brings up Burroughs, I just think about how Steely yeah. Dan was um, the band. Their name came from a dildo in a William Burroughs novel. There Which I go. think is like that makes so much sense, right? Yeah, it's my favorite Steely Dan. <laughs> I didn't know I that. Steely Dan. Sorry for bringing Steely up Dan. Steely Dan when we're talking. I about know animals. you do. It's weird. You love Steely Dan. <laughs> I mean, Steely Dan are great, yeah. but it's just you know, I didn't know that. That makes them even better. I should. I mean, it does sound like a dildo. Oh. All right, let's round out the cast with these old, the older people in the cast. We have uh, the other dildos. We had. Yeah, I mean, dildos. Twink. Twink is a. <laughs> Is a name for it could be a dildo name. Twink Kaplan is uh, Miss Geist. Mm. Jesus Christ! She's actually the associate producer on the film, and she had a lot to do mm. with helping this film get made. Uh, so shout out to Miss Geist. Shout out Miss Geist. She's great in this film. And Wallace Shawn, Mr. Hall. He was actually a former debate Classic. teacher. The he was a friend of Amy Heckerling, and yeah. she knew that he was a former teacher, and she was just like, yeah. Come reprise your past before you became an actor extraordinaire. Uh, Come here and pretend to be a teacher again. Great. And then one of my favorite cameos, Julie Brown is Coach Stoger. I fucking love Julie Brown. This film actually feels like she could have made it, which is kind of surprising that she had nothing to do with its creation. But probably her casting was because Amy Heckerling knows how awesome Julie Brown is anyway. Like she made a career off of making mm. fun of like people like Madonna and shit like that. Like yeah. earlier in the eighties, uh, Julie Brown actually, you know, you brought up camp rock earlier, Ariane. Yeah. She co-wrote fucking camp rock, which is I know insane. She camp rock. Yeah. insane. Uh, and then of course, Dan Hydea <laughs> is shares dad, Mel. Great. 
Uh, filming for Clueless began in late November 1994, and it had a 40-day filming schedule. But twice during filming, Alicia Silverstone experienced stomach ulcers serious enough mm-hmm. for them to prevent her from working, and it halted production because, hey, there's very few scenes without Cher in it, so yeah. there's very little they can do. Breck and Meyer also sprained an ankle while he was re- rehearsing the competition halfpipe sequence. I don't know how, like, there's no way he was fucking skateboarding and I couldn't find out who was actually skateboarding. He's not a skateboarder, he by a so what cart. the fuck was he doing? He fell over a joint. <laughs> fell over a joint. Uh, the film was shot at Occidental College in Los Angeles for the high school campus scenes and Ulysses S. Grant High School and Valley Glen for the school's interior sets. And they rented a house for Cher's home, which they fucked up apparently because there was so much rain. And all the guys who were working on the film kept like tracking in like mud um, and water and all sorts of stuff. And they completely ruined these I poor know. people's home. Um, well, they weren't really that poor, were they? Because they were very rich. They were poor. <laughs> yeah. They were really rich. Look at that house. I'm sure the insurance covered it. Let's get into the soundtrack. Mm. This film has a really fucking banger soundtrack. And yeah. that's all I think about um, when I'm listen- watching this film. I just hear all these songs. I mean, you got like All Right by S- Supergrass. Yeah. Cool. It opens with like freaking Kids in America. Kids in America by the Muffs. Kids in America. Always <laughs> good. Rolling with the Homies. Um, Rolling with the Homies by uh, Coolio. Uh-huh. Every time Coolio showed up, it. It's a good time. It's a good time. Space Jam. Yeah. Exactly. Space Jam. Space Jam. Good Burger. Actually, he didn't show up in Good Burger, did he? Good Burger. I can't remember. We just talked about Coolio a bit because he was in Keenan and Kel. Yeah. uh, The theme song. So that counts. (laughs) And it is a good time. Um, Yeah. We had Just a Girl by No Doubt. A cover of All the Young Dudes by World Party. We had... All right. This is... This is... This is so fun right here. <laughs> Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead. Of course. So Radiohead, they were on the rise, basically, and they were, like, unfortunately having to do these, like, you know, hey, let's fucking put a song in a film I don't really want to because I'm, like, a cool indie band. I don't really want to do it. And they were like, all right, whatever. We'll put this ac- acoustic version of Fake Plastic Trees in the film. Uh, and when they saw the film, a few weeks after it came out, uh, they saw that Cher... What the bloody hell is this? <laughs> what the bloody hell is this? Well, Cher, <laughs> Cher basically <laughs> referred to it as crybaby music, which I thought was so fucking funny. Her just going, wah, wah, wah. He's right. <laughs> I mean, she's right. She is correct. Yeah. It's still good. Yeah. Yeah. Which like led to Tom York basically snapping and saying, Fuck you, we're for 3D people in an interview a few months after the movie's release. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, God, every time anybody says Tom York, my eyes just like go to the back of my head. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, me too. What you got against Tom York? We've had what? this before. I'm not into- we're not don't going make, back. We're not going guy. back down this road. Don't bro. make me this guy. No, we're not going back. Don't We've done this before. Guy, why I have to like and defend a very. Popular, I like Suspiria, very, like, but I did not you know, like its score. I love Paul Thomas Anderson's work. Maybe not him as a person, but like, um, I didn't <laughs> like Anima. Cooking. I didn't like. I'm not the biggest Radiohead fan. Okay, I agree. but Radiohead. It's wah wah oh. wah. 
you know? Like it's, yes. I'm of a different, yes. I was like, I was born at the tail end of the 90s. I do not care about Radiohead. I'm so sorry. Listeners will jump in my throat. Do it. Like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I was born um, in the I 90s. I like Fiona Apple. Well, before the 90s, and I, I, didn't, I don't care. <laughs> Fair so, enough. Um, we've had this, we've All had right. this argument before, Phil. It's nothing yeah. new. The three of us had this argument Yeah, we, we literally, I, know, I can I know. remember. Yeah. <laughs> We were downstairs yeah. in the bar. I don't know how it always come down to Radiohead. Radiohead are great, and it's like it's, it's that's not a controversial opinion. Tom York is tearing us apart. Don't let him do this. Don't, don't let him get into <laughs> our heads. I know, all right. <laughs> you know he was treated better in uh, Romeo and Juliet. You know they got uh, okay. I'll give him that. What, that show, mm. talk show host. That's a good time. <laughs> One of my favorite songs from the film is playing during the skateboard scene. I always remember it because it's this gnarly fucking punk song with too much fucking like feedback on guitars. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's Mullethead by the Beastie Boys, which is like back from when the Beastie Boys were a hardcore punk band, which is amazing. Uh, We've got Where Did You Go by the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. They actually played in the film because we need a... uh, yeah, 90s yeah. movie with your your live performance of some band. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you always need the band, and you know, yeah. this is the beginning of America's lifelong fascination with ska music that would never happen. Yeah. yeah. If anything, you could say they, they did it they did it a little Oscar bit. Oscar Isaac was in a ska band. We had um, Supermodel by Jill Sobu. <laughs> Have you ever seen the music video for this? It's for yes. Clueless. And it starts with the scene of like Sharon Dion like meeting in the hallway, like talking on the cell phones, and then it like cuts to Jill Solbu or Solbu, however you say her name, walking through the hallway, and then it just turns into a, a remake of Carrie. It makes no mm-hmm. sense. It's like Clueless mixed with Carrie. It's so bizarre. <laughs> but it's great. It's one of those yeah. things where like the song's awesome. They gave her the premise yeah. for the movie. Also gave Iggy it. Azalea the idea to do Clueless for her music video. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Fancy. Fancy. Who dat, who dat? Yeah. I-G-G-Y, right? Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. I'm really glad I got a laugh out of Iggy Azalea? <laughs> yeah. God, I always forget Iggy Azalea existed until someone will bring up that. And I'm like, oh, my God. Mm. I wish I wish we, we could all forget. Um just um it's a fortune I mean, that we all remember she wants now. you to forget she keeps saying who that who that um. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares hootie who <laughs> <laughs> clueless was released in july 1995 and became a surprise sleeper hit of the year grossing over 10 million dollars in its opening weekend ranking second behind apollo 13 <laughs> i mean you know I just want to come on, like Clueless, Clueless Apollo 13. 13. I mean, come on, Apollo 13 does have. I'll watch Clueless. Apollo 13 does have Kevin Bacon like inserting a beer bottle into a glass and telling a Steely woman Dan. Steely how, Dan. That's how he docks his spaceship. Exactly. Steely Dan. Um, yeah. Uh, ooh. Ooh. So good. Getting hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The film would ultimately gross fifty-six point six million dollars on a twelve million dollar budget. So yeah. yeah, pretty good. And it launched a good okay. portion of the cast into stardom. We've already sort of talked about that a lot. It was well received from the critics mm-hmm. as well. Roger Deber gave it three and a half out of four stars, saying the movie is aimed at teenagers, but like all good comedies, it will appeal to anyone who has a sense of humor and an ear for the ironic. 
whatever. Uh, Peter Travers of Rolling Stone. <laughs> if we're, yeah, here we go. We're on this. Ariane, actually, mm. last last time we we chatted together, Travers wasn't. I mean, fair enough. That fucking fate of the furious sucked. Uh, he gave the film four stars, <laughs> contrasting it to the more adult-oriented film about teenager re- teenagers released around the same time, Kids. Stating the materialism and clueless is almost as scary as the hopelessness in kids. Wow, that's deep reading. Very deep reading. This is so much more fun than kids. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, it's hard to even compare or con- <laughs> yeah. contrast. You never want to watch Kid again. I know it was yeah. a contrast, but fucking hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. In <laughs> uh, Clueless, obviously, it became a cult classic, inspiring the spinoff TV series. It ran from 1996 to 99, featuring several of the cast members. We were from the film, apart from Alicia Silverstone and Paul Rudd, who both saw their careers take off. But hey, we had Rachel Blanchard playing Cher in Clueless, which is always fun because I love uh, Peep Show here. And she plays Nancy in Peep Show. And it's always mm. just like, what do I know her from? Oh, yeah, fucking Clueless. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would that show any good? Have you seen the Clueless yeah, show? Yeah, I used to watch this it. This is the first time hearing yeah, it. Yeah, right? I used to watch it when I was a kid. It's not Grand bad. Phobia. It's not does bad. Does it like take off from where the movie ends or does it like retell the whole story but like split uh, it up into episodes? I really don't remember. Mm. And I didn't look into what this the plot was like. But I remember watching it. I mean, Donald Faison was in it. And <laughs> not like it's your job or anything. It was, still, <laughs> it was kind of fun. What'd you say? It's not like it's my job. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Remember we were talking about shooting. disparity last week, Phil. Um, yeah. Are you are you bringing up my Glastonbury game? <laughs> <laughs> Not a dirty the town. Oh, are you man. sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Clueless also became a hit in the queer community. Alicia Silverstone basically talked to Vogue about one of her favorite aspects of the film was that it was like how much it meant to the uh, gay boys and that the queer community really (laughs) embraced her after the film. And the interviewer actually spoke to her, like who spoke to her, joked about how he knows plenty of gay men who thought that they wanted to date Cher until Christian showed up and made us realize we actually wanted to be her best friend. Which is a great quote. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be share. To be share. And besides the uh, spinoff TV show, we had a series of novels and comics and a stage musical a couple years ago. Yeah. So fucking clueless. God Standing damn. the test of time. Just keep on living. There, apparently, Lizzo is keep on giving. Lizzo's supposed to be doing something. I don't know. I heard something For about that when I was. Uh, no, like a a new adaptation. I don't Ooh. know if it's. TV show, space jam. a film. I'm getting Space Jam vibes. But Lizzo. I'm not Space Jam. I mean, let's get Don Cheadle on board and let's, you know, come on and slam <laughs> Welcome to the Jam. At the, at the robot villain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> come on and slam, everybody. Come on and slam. What would Clueless look like today? Um, Amber would be a wannabe Instagram model. Um, That's good. Yeah. Like e-girls and podcaster boyfriends. Yeah. E-girls and their podcaster boyfriends. Um, I'm both. uh, I'm both an e-girl and a podcaster boyfriend. (laughs) The Um, rare. The rare rare combination of the two. Um, Paul Rudd. Oh, my God. Would he still be her stepbrother? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd would just have to be in it. But like no Paul Paul Rudd would be Mel. Paul Rudd would be the dad now. (laughs) Yeah. 
and it would still be cool. Yeah. I think Paul Rudd would be the same character. Josh would be the same character. Just like, just a very classic college student of like suddenly very interested in, um, in social in justice and political yeah. issues yeah. and social justice. And they'll get out. Hopefully they don't, but most kids, they just get over it. They do it as a hobby. They do it to look good on applications and stuff. Yeah. But you hope it carries through. At the yeah. very least, it's a good influence. Or it's actually real. You know? I think I think that person still exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope I hope real. Josh gets yeah, radicalized. That's so rare. Like I hope he becomes a proper a good lefty. Um, yeah. No, Josh would be the kind of guy who goes to like uh, a Black Lives Matter protest and like break the window. Oh my god! Because he's like, so mad. <laughs> he like falls for the. Falls you're for like, those, oh, you're like, ruining the points. Um, he goes on Chris Evans's yeah. like whatever video website thing where he talks to Ted Cruz about stuff like um, he'd do that I've got a like a really good idea yeah. for like how you can make Clueless really great and you know the modern yeah lenses, speak uh, white man uh, you got we ideas gotta have, we gotta have like the cast from Stranger <laughs> Things involved cause like they're really like, Millie Bobby Brown they're Tom really you know they're bitch. really like they're really Millie like Bobby Brown or Cher yeah, uh, Godzilla really, as Miss Geist. Yeah, uh, who else is in the Godzilla things, movies man. with her? They're like some of the best people out there, just, the most talented young people. I think no, they like really do a great job. I, you know, you know, you're just saying it to upset me now. What? Well, no. Can't just take you know a well-established franchise and stick the fucking kid from Stranger Things into it Godzilla. and try and piggyback off that. You know, you just it's just because it you know, like you know, it's because it it just, works and they're smart and Finn, it's like, hashtag it's Finn so Wolfstuffed. <laughs> Hashtag the kid stopped. from um, yes. what's his name? The, the, the kid from uh, Hunt for the Wilder People should be in the Clueless. Remake. Oh, Julian Dennison. Julian okay, Dennison, he can be in yeah. it. Yeah, he can be in Julian it. Dennison. I mean, Pedro Pascal at the dead. Oh my gosh, done, yes. done, done. and yep. Money. Yep, that's yeah. yep. I'm there. I'm Green there. Light. That's what Thank he's you. good at. That's Clued what he's up. good at. Single Clued dad. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, Phil. Exactly. Literally, you're right. Yeah. 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 That's Perfect. a pocket. We're done. We're done. John. So yeah, Stranger Things. Definitely. Clued up, twenty twenty one. No, stop. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. That's it. That's him. It's it's Pedro Pascal doing all the roles in Clueless because I feel like he'd be up for that. Yeah, like a one man show. Is he in drag? He yeah. Oh, that could he work. Could, he could do it. Yeah. Yeah. And film Wolf hard. <laughs> God damn it! And film for hard. That's one name to make me not want to see a movie. There Hashtag Finn Wolfsoft. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was clueless. Ariane, it's been so nice having you here again on the main timeline with me. Phil and I. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you for coming on. Ariane, can you come on more often, please? Like, um, you know. No. We can we can work something out, I think. <laughs> Am I not invited to the Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, I mean I I work something I'm meaning I'll do them with Phil. Um Oh. Yeah, we'll just oh. do the whole podcast oh. in Tommy Wiseau voices because that's our pocket. That's what we're good at. <laughs> we do podcast. We just talk. We do podcast. Do you think Tommy Tommy watched Clueless? Tommy's seen Tommy, Tommy met Tom Hardy. Tommy's seen Clueless. My Tommy's really oh. out of practice. <laughs> like I, I, we used to do them all the time. We would do it to his face. <laughs> <and> <laughs> he wouldn't notice. <laughs> he wouldn't notice. <laughs> We'll do Tommy voice. We'll do Tommy voice. And he's like, oh no, everybody talk like that. Real American. Real yeah. American. You're all from Big Easy, you know? Oh, uh, y'all from America too? <laughs> y'all from America too? Uh, yeah. Y'all from <laughs> New Orleans? Yeah. I never see you in New Orleans. <laughs> I'm I mean, I live in, I live in uh, yeah. California. You're in New Orleans, right. the bayou? 
Yeah, Hollywood. I live in Hollywood. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, actually, what are we talking about? Ariane, thanks yeah. for coming on. Uh, thanks for being like, enjoyed having you back on. Uh, where can people find you if anyone doesn't remember? And what um, have you got going on? Uh, you can find me at Ariane and on Twitter and Instagram. I don't really use Instagram, but it's there. Um, what have I got going on? Uh, my <laughs> newsletter, Hyperfixate. Uh, it's free. You can sign up. I talk about Pedro Pascal a lot, um, <laughs> among other things, <laughs> and just random pop culture things that are taking over my brain because ADHD is fun like that. Um, it's at arianandita.substack.com, and my EP is out <laughs> on wherever you listen to music. It's called Calamity Jane, and yeah, yeah it's a lot of fun. Sort of, if you like that sad girl yeehaw shit. So, yeah, that's <laughs> we love it. That's it's great. Me. That's me. Um, yeah. Where can people find you guys if they want to find you guys since they're listening to the show? Oh, they know where. They don't want to find me. They want to find that boy. They know, they know where. where Nobody's looking for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Phil, you're always just balled up on a couch. They know where you are. I am. I I am sat upright on a bed right now, just for your information. <laughs> Get it right, Jonathan. How dare you? Yeah. God. Do you like know what a do you know what a bed is? Um, do you know like know what a bed is? <laughs> yeah. As as <laughs> At far away Ned on Twitter and in real life, Doug Namet on the Instagram and I'm on this podcast. Yeah. For now. <laughs> okay. Well, you can find me at <laughs> Tall for All, T-A-L, the number four A-L-L on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also follow the podcast at the PCC Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also follow us at Breadcrumbs Pod or breadcrumbscollective.com, uh, where we're launching our new shows. Ariane's show uh, is on there already. Drip Town, Limery, Maine. We've got the worst title. Hey, we've got uh, the Pod Charles Cinecast. Go for it. We've got it's like all title. these yeah. clever names that Ariane actually came up with. Um, <laughs> it's not that clever. I'm just jumbling. She shit named together. all the shows. Yeah, that's and actually now that you mentioned it, I kind of did. Didn't apart I? from breadcrumbs, apart from breadcrumbs, you've named yeah. them all, right? Yeah. Pod Charles, yeah. the drip talent we made in franchise with the dollar, dollar, dollar bill. So yeah, we got we got uh, franchise coming soon as well. So keep an eye out for that. Ariane and I will be kicking that off uh, with. Hey. Fast and Furious, but in the meantime, if you want to get a head start, you want to, you know, you want to get a like edge, you want a little boost of Nas, you can give us you a boost be of Nas. And furious. You want to be fast and furious? Like head over to patreoncom podcast and check out all the old episodes, all the Fast and Furious episodes. Uh, Ariane and I were recently doing the Quick and the Dead. We've got Hey, Cash Me oh, yeah. If You Can coming soon. There's a lot of yeah. good stuff over there. So, yeah. Nice. Lots of good stuff. And Phil and I are on there as well. Um, although when Phil comes on, it's always like films that he's like so angry about. So, <laughs> it's like really fun. Yeah, it's not weird. It's not. It's not uh, Which a couple of times have been his dink. idea. So, um, I don't know. Um, One time. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's been us. <laughs> Thanks for having me there. As if. Thank you for coming on. As if. As if. If I'm bugging. I'm You're like totally, totally bugging. bugging. I feel like a heifer. Yeah, I'm having like a twin peak experience. <laughs> yeah, that's such a good line. <laughs>